0: Hello and welcome to the next episode of the podcast Discipleship in Challenging Times. My name is Peter Morden, and I'm from Cornerstone Baptist Church in Leeds. Our Bible reading today is Mark chapter 4, verses 26 to 34. We're looking at two parables, and I've entitled this episode Kingdom Come. We come to our God in prayer, recognising that we have an absolute dependence on him to come to us by the Holy Spirit. If we're going to understand, if we're going to appreciate, if we're going to be transformed, we need the Holy Spirit. So let's ask for his presence and his help now. Lord, we come to you Gracious God, we pray today that you would forgive us our sin and our rebellion, our wrongdoing, the things that we've done that have been wrong, the things that you gave us to do that we turned away from. Lord, as people say, sins of commission and sins of omission too. And, Lord, the whole orientation of our hearts has been off. It's not had the right focus. And, Lord, as we say these things and pray these things, we recognise that you know us better than we know ourselves and the depths of our hearts, well, Lord, sometimes they're, they're not good places. Thank you for the death and resurrection of your son, the Lord Jesus, who makes us clean. Cleanse us now. We turn from our sin and we turn to you. And we pray for the powerful, life-giving Holy Spirit to flood our lives afresh. Fill us from our feet to our heads with your power, with your life-giving, transforming power, O Lord. And help us now as we dig into your words, into these wonderful parables. Yes, Lord, once again, our prayer is for understanding and appreciation and transformation. To the glory and praise of your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, Mark chapter 4 and beginning at verse 26. Jesus said this This is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself the soil produces corn, first the stalk, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. As soon as the corn is ripe, he puts the sickle to it, because the harvest has come. Again he said, what shall we say the kingdom of God is like, or what parable shall we use to describe it? It is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest of all seeds on earth. Yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants, with such big branches that the birds can perch in its shade. With many similar parables, Jesus spoke the word to them as much as they could understand. He did not say anything to them without using a parable. But when he was alone with his own disciples, he explained everything. Two parables today. Two parables about the kingdom of God. The kingdom that has come in Jesus and is coming by the power of the Holy Spirit. And two parables that speak of God's work and our work. It's particularly clear in the first parable that it's God's work first and foremost. God does it. It's his kingdom and he causes it to grow. Notice how this is emphasized in the parable. Verse 27 is key here. Night and day, whether the guy sleeps or gets up, whatever he's doing, the seed sprouts and grows. He doesn't really know how. He doesn't understand it. And then verse 28, all by itself, the soil produces corn. Yeah, there's someone who plants the seed. Yeah, there's someone who puts the sickle to it. And yes, you know, they might have a look at it every now and again, check that it's okay, maybe pull out a weed. And yet the miracle of growth is God's work. And so it is with the kingdom. But also we are involved We see it there in the first parable. There is a planting and there is a harvesting. And it's there in the second parable as well. The mustard seed plant beginning really, really small, but then growing. It's God's work primarily, but we are involved with it the phrase that's almost become a cliché, God calls us to see what he's doing and join in with that, is actually really profound and really true. And we need to get that understanding into our bloodstreams, into our systems. Don't see it as a cliché. Don't see it as something that speakers just say because it's trendy. It profoundly impacts our approach to mission. It's not that we're the driving force. It's not that we are making things happen. God calls us to join with him in his mission. So look around you. See what God is doing. See how God is working in people's hearts. Bring that to God in prayer and see how he wants you to join with him in his kingdom work can illustrate these points I think with the story of someone from the past and it's William Carey the 18th and 19th century missionary pioneer someone who was a dedicated cross-cultural missionary motivated by a passion for God a heart for mission and a deep deep love for people he had a, a phrase or a dictum that went like this expect great things and attempt great things so we expect great things from God and we attempt great things for God expect great things is the most important side of the equation if you like We depend on God. We know it's his work. We expect great things from him as he grows his kingdom all over the world. But then he calls us to see what is going on and engage with him in his mission. And in the power of the Spirit, to the glory and praise of his name, we are to attempt great things too. But those great things sometimes start off small. Carey realised that also as he was in India doing his mission work. He engaged in evangelism, he engaged in all sorts of social action and yet for many, many years no one came to the Lord Jesus, no one was converted And he said very simply, I can plod. I can keep putting one foot in front of the other. I can keep praying. I can keep sharing. I can keep loving. And then eventually someone did come to the Lord Jesus, a man known as Krishna Pal. And then there were others. And then there were others. The kingdom started small and it began to grow. Isn't that Jesus' meaning in the parable of the mustard seed? Small beginnings, but then under God's hand, there is a great flourishing. Maybe that you feel that what you are doing or what you can contribute is so small, but as you offer it to God, God takes it and makes it flourish. And so be encouraged to engage, engage afresh in the work of God's kingdom, God's mission, as he leads and directs. It may be small, it may seem small, but under God's hand, his kingdom is growing and he wants to use you in his mission and in his work. As a prayer, I want to read some words from a song by Andy Flanagan, We are blessed to bless a world in pieces. We are blessed to bless a world in pieces. We are loved to love where love is not. We are changed to be the change you promised. We are freed to be your hands, O God. And then the verses of the song that speak of the work of the kingdom. Bring home to the homeless, bring keys to the chained, bring worth to the purchased and touch to the shamed. Bring flesh from your word, Lord, bring truth where there's spin, bring risk where there's safety, and grace where there's sin. In the broken we shall see restored the image of our King. Bring justice to profit, bring patience to growth, bring wisdom to progress, plant trees on this road, Bring freedom from debt, Lord, an end to excess. Bring closer your kingdom by quiet success. It's wonderful, wonderful words, I think. And just that final line that I've quoted, bring closer your kingdom by quiet success. If you're working quietly away, working with God, going with the grain of what he wants to do in and through you, on your front line, whether it's the workplace, the home, the neighbourhood, or a combination of those things. May you continue to know quiet success and may you know the blessing and the joy of the Lord. So Lord, we lift our prayers to you today. May your kingdom come, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen.